This is the Dork Side News Network, and this just in. First, but we both were pretty much immediately like, we need to get Kayla. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, you know, I pride myself on my love of Legend of Zelda, so it's important to me. And I thought I loved it, but I, I do think Kayla's beating me by a mile because I don't have any of those books. And I, I mean, I, books don't matter, but she knows no. what's in them, yeah. and that's what matters, and I don't. So, uh... This is the episode, guys, and uh, that was James admitting that he doesn't know as much as Kayla. <laughs> can we can we edit that out? Oh God! Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is the Dorkside News. Um, yeah, and I don't know anything about Zelda apparently, but I'm going to pretend like I know. I'm going. No, I'm sure you know as much, if not more, about some aspects of Zelda yeah. compared to me. It's just going to be the things that we like are going to be where our actual knowledge shines. Yep. Um, and we're actually going to talk about the entire entirety, the entire history of Zelda, both in what the Hyrule Historia or is it Historia Hyrule or Hyrule Historia? Hyrule Historia. Hyrule Historia says yeah. is the timeline and then the timeline the games actually came out. Um, I guess we should do introductions since I'm forgetting that. I'm James. I'm Richard. And I'm Kayla. Um, also known as Son of Storms. Storms. Uh, hence the name of the, the title. The podcast. Yeah. Okay. That thing. Um, so what we're going to do is our standard format here, which we have a little bit of news. Um, it was a light news week today. And to be fair, Zelda's just more important than anything happening in the news right now. So. Zelda's always more important. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is going to be a little different. We actually are doing three episodes of uh, Zelda. We're going to go up to the first split of the timeline. And then after that, the next split. And then after that, the final split of the timeline, if that makes sense. Zelda's timeline is just as about as confusing as Back to the Future's timeline can be if you aren't paying attention. If you are paying attention, it's fine. It's true. And if you're not, it's all over the place. Especially since Nintendo did not have a set timeline they were going to follow. Wait, I thought it was a master plan. Feige was in charge of Nintendo. <laughs> That's why the first game is first and then everything else after that is just all over the place except the first game isn't first the first game is like, almost last yeah so yeah we'll get into that um there's two reasons we're doing this um one kayla and i both really like zelda i know rich likes zelda too but probably not to the extent of i'm old and so i actually <laughs> played all the zelda stuff when they came out um <laughs> So you can tell us what the times were like back then. (laughs) What was the psychological temperament of the world at that time? I was there. I lived it. Um, And also, um, well, there's two other reasons. Also, uh, uh, the adventure, oh my God, Link's Awakening just came out. Yes. And it's blowing up and everybody's loving it. So that's exciting. Link's Awakening. You say we're being timely to. uh, Yeah. Wow. And then even more so than that, which I didn't even tell you guys. This is uh, Nintendo's 130th birthday. Oh, wow. Today? Uh, I think it was, it's sometime this week. I don't know if it's today exactly. Happy birthday to like literally my favorite (laughs) game developer ever. Here's what's fun. People always argue with me that there's no way Nintendo can be 130 years old because the first Nintendo game came out in 1985 or I think it's 84, 85. But yes, Nintendo existed as a company before they made video games. It does happen, people. It probably they, contributed they to the war effort. <laughs> um, what they, the first thing that they were doing was they were selling playing cards. Sure. They made <laughs> That's what they say now. Sure. Well, but the playing I, cards had How to Kill Americans on it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> on your timeline, James, The Legend of Zelda NES came out in 1986. Well, okay, so that's the first Zelda game. But I think the first Nintendo uh, game gotcha. came out in 80... I think it was That would 85. make sense. Yeah. I think Mario came out in 85, and that's what's technically considered one of the first ones. Also, fun fact, Mario used to be called Jumpman and not Jump Mario. Jumpman. <laughs> Do I need to move this? I feel like something's rattling. It's not just... me. I'm shaking. <laughs> okay, what? No, oh, I think it's um, your cable is hitting the oh, table. Oh, yeah. It's this. So if you want, uh, take one half scoot back and then take the microphone with you. You take the microphone with you. <laughs> there we go. That would just that, be that works too. So nobody. It's because uh, it was hitting my leg, and yeah. as I'm like moving or adjusting <laughs> sure. myself, it's like. Doo, doo, I'm doo, just doo, trying doo. to save people the agony <laughs> of. What is clicking? We've had the Frankie nose whistle for a while, so. Oh, people still bring that up. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so before I know, we want to get into Zelda, and we're itching to. But before we do, we're gonna get into the, our news real quick. 
that we have for right now. Um, I'm just going to make uh, Rich say this first one because I know he can't say this guy's name right. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, I thought this was very interesting. He, he did an interview and they asked him, where, what does he think about the fact that the Joker movie, which absolutely everyone in the world has seen now, apparently, even though it's not out. Yeah. They um, all have opinions on it too. A huge theater, huge theater. That theater <laughs> held all these people all over the internet. Person, have a lot of comments about was, this movie. When I was listening to the Kevin Smith podcast, yeah. like, apparently that was a 10,000 seat theater yeah, because apparently. everybody <laughs> and their mother's seen this movie already. <laughs> but they, they ask him and they're like, Hey, so what do you think that, um, you know, about the fact that the movie might inspire people, right? There's been this talk about incels or, or whatever people who might use the movie as an inspiration to, uh, inflict violence on people. And Joaquin Phoenix was so freaked out by this that he just literally got up, walked out, called the um, WB producers and said, hey, is this a real thing? Are people concerned about this? Is that what they're talking about? And I just feel like he's so distanced from reality that it just never occurred to him yeah. that, uh, yeah, we've had, you know, we've had people inflict, uh, gunfire on movie theaters and stuff like yeah. that. So this is a, this is a real concern, but uh, I, I don't think he's a bad, a bad person for playing a bad person. Yeah, no, that's not what it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think he's a bad person at all to, yeah. be, to be fair. I just think he's a little out of touch yeah. with the times. Um, and it just could be because he gets so into becoming his character that he just doesn't pay attention to anything else. I, I want to imagine that he like, watched nothing but like 80s tv and stuff to like really get grounded in the time period that they set the movie in i don't know like he's like yeah what do you mean like the the soviet wall fell down and stuff like that like <laughs> which is which is good because if he had been watching the adam west you know the 1969 version batman <laughs> he would have had a much different joker <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that um, shark was pulling your leg <laughs> good thing i have my bat shark repellent <laughs> That is actually a real thing, guys. It's on his utility belt, which is why I hate Batman. Moving on. Um, this next one. So Rich and uh, Rich and I, I feel like, have both been forced to watch Breaking Bad. We didn't watch it of our own volition. It's so immensely popular. It is immensely popular. Yeah. And I don't dislike it. I'm just, I don't like it. I'm not interested in it. It, it was good for geeks until season two. Um, but for the ones that are fans of it, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie is coming. And this is actually a very special movie for a lot of people. Well, first of all, it's going to extend the, um, Breaking Bad mythos some more. Yeah. And, and plus it has that. the kid and yeah. he's awesome. Jesse Pinkman is back. Yeah. Um, I think everybody's back. I, that's what I think all the actors and actresses that were important are back. Okay. Except for the ones that are dead. Those ones probably are not coming back. <laughs> But they <laughs> could have probably. flashbacks. They yeah. could have flashbacks, yeah. Um, but more importantly, this is a Netflix movie. Yes. That's right. A Netflix movie. And I'm not saying it's a movie on Netflix. I'm saying it's a Netflix movie that's going to be in the movie theaters. So it will play on Netflix, but we'll also have a select few theaters that are playing this in the actual theater, which and is that, amazing. And that goes back to the fact that um, Netflix got some flack that their movie that was nominated to win some awards, they were like, well... You were never in a movie theater. And so technically you shouldn't be eligible for these awards because the only people who can win awards for these movies are people who've had their movies in a movie theater. So I guess this uh <laughs> on a technicality, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> as long as you have it in like a couple theaters, <laughs> yeah. you can say it had a theatrical release. Um the what I think it's called the Draft House or something like that. That's one of the big ones in LA that everybody mm -hmm. talks about. And then the uh, the Chinese theater. Yeah, the Chinese theater yeah. is huge. Yeah. So I think if your movie's there, then you're fine. I guess. I don't know. It so, should be it should be good. Are we talking like the Studio Ghibli style where they have yes. you know a specific like the Fandango type thing? Right. Yeah. Like okay. those. So there's gonna be special theaters that have it. And it's actually the same thing for one of the movies I'm waiting for, uh Jane Silent Bob reboot. That's uh, also gonna have a select release to begin with. I think then we'll come out to movie theaters everywhere, but it's going to have a select few. And I like when they do that because you don't, you know, you'll like when we do the Studio Ghibli movies, we'll go to the theater and there'll be 30, 40 people there, but they're all hardcore Ghibli fans yeah. because that's what it is. And so you'll hear arguments um, 10 minutes into the movie about, no, like 
this is not the best Ghibli movie. The other one is. And it's just funny. Like, I like to chime in there and say, you know, Howl's Moving Castle is the best one. Um, sorry, that would be Ponyo. <laughs> Ponyo is the best Ghibli I, movie. Okay. <laughs> you, I, you might slap me for this one, but I fell asleep during Ponyo. No, I mean, I'm not going to hit you because the music is so soothing. <laughs> Like, I have watched that movie more times than any other movie. Yeah. Any other movie. I think for me, it's it was it's definitely How I Was Moving Castle. And then a close second for me was uh, Spirited Away. Yeah, uh, same. And then um, Fabi, my girlfriend, likes uh, Mononoke. That's her absolute Princess favorite. Mononoke I, I is a Mononoke. very good one. Yeah. Mononoke was really good. All these movies are really good. Yeah. Actually, I'm trying not to detract too much here, but there was a really interesting thing that I saw with The Grave of the Fireflies. Um, that is another uh, Miyazaki movie. Someone took the 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 tr- the poster for the mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. and increased the brightness by like four hundred percent. And the movie poster originally is you know the guy and the girl and there's a bunch of fireflies. It's called yeah. Grave of the Fireflies. Well, when they brightened it, there was a giant like B fifty two ship dropping bombs, and those aren't fireflies you were seeing. Those are bombs that you're seeing. And it was kind of like one of those things hidden in the movie poster uh-huh. that if you if you look hard enough you see it. That freaked me out that it was there the entire time yeah. and you're like oh look at the fireflies like no those are bombs okay that's, that's scary cool. um can we just skip this next one okay we have to talk okay. about this one? it's just we just talk about it so that people can click on the link we don't have to have a conversation about it no i, I know your feelings no on to be fair okay like i know i give batman a lot of shit batman has, does have a lot of good stuff i.e i'm reading i'm actually reading comics again and i'm reading batman who laughs Okay. Which was one of the first ones to pull me back into comics in a while. So that should say something right there. That All was right. pretty good. Um, this is Batman's 80th birthday. He's been around for a while. Yeah. Not nearly as long as Superman. Superman's <laughs> um, birth, last birthday was with his 100th birthday. So just say No, was it 90th? I forget. It's one of Batman's the new ones. hotness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, happy birthday, Batman. And uh, keep on... Keeping on with the Keep stuff. on with your plot armor. <laughs> yeah. The thing that you always win with. Maybe that's just why I don't like it. I think that might be why. I'm sure. Though Superman doesn't really have any weaknesses, not even yeah. Talk anymore. about plot armor. It's just legitimate armor. Uh, there's also in that uh, same aspect, uh, a new Batman game coming out. What do you, uh, what do you got to say about this one? Uh, all right. So uh, at this point, we don't know a lot. All we know is that the uh, Warner Brothers Montreal uh, game studio people um can't remember who, who's the maker of arkham uh it's not cryptozoic is it no it just is uh wb games in montreal oh okay anyway so they have been kind of releasing teasers of these different symbols and they're implying that there's another batman game which is interesting because actually they said that the Arkham Knight game was going to be the last of that series. And then they had given a teaser of a Superman intro. But I think Superman's a crappy video game. Uh, so yeah. uh, that I am a Superman fan through and through. You can never make a successful Superman game. And I know that you can't do it. I'm pretty sure it's cursed. I'm like, <laughs> I don't believe in curses, but I'm pretty sure that it's cursed. There's a, there's So when I'm in my in my field, my video game stuff, I, there is a lot of curses that you hear about. Now, they, there's the Superman curse where sure. Superman never has a good video game. Yeah. We've talked about it before. There's the EA uh, Madden cover curse. If you're on the cover of a Madden football game, you're going to get injured that year. That's just what happens. Or you're going to get arrested and go to jail or something's going to happen where you stop playing football. So, and there's just, it's just funny to hear those things, but yeah, Superman can never have a good game. So they probably canceled it. I assume it's just gone. And Batman Uh, has arguably one of the best, um, the Arkham Knight games, the Arkham games. Until Spider-Man. Until Spider-Man. Yeah. Until Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is just kind of shows that anything DC does Batman will be the number one moneymaker, but then Spider-Man will always be just a little bit more successful. I don't know if it's Spider-Man per se, but it just seems like DC will come out and do something super amazing. And then Marvel will be like, oh, we'll do it better. With Spider-Man. <laughs> Maybe with Spider-Man. It's, uh, money, money-wise, it's almost always to, like... To be fair, we don't know much about the Avengers video game, and I've heard not good things about it, I, so yeah. maybe it is just Spider-Man. Yeah, maybe. We don't know. At any rate, um, so they've hinted all these different symbols. They had a symbol that looked like uh, Ra's al Ghul, but the symbol that makes most people most excited is Court of Owls, which over the last like 15, 20 years, Court of Owls has been a big deal in the comic books, and... Unlike Ra's al Ghul, who the 
animated series made like really mainstream. Yeah. Like mo- like a lot of people know who Ra's al Ghul is now. Uh, Court of Owls hasn't had its time to shine yet. So uh, they're super cool. There's a there's just this big like secret Machiavellian order underneath Gotham that is uh, the ruling class that I think that um, uh, Bruce Wayne's dad was part of. And Illuminati. It is. It's an Illuminati yeah. thing. So it looks super cool. And it looks like the Arkham Knights or uh, Arkham Knight video games are going to be back. Yeah. That'd be cool. Because, yeah. I mean, they did good. Uh, Kayla, were you a fan of Chuck Norris at all? Uh, insofar as when I was playing <laughs> World of Warcraft and spent a lot of time in the Barrens, uh, there were lots of fantastic jokes. But otherwise, not really. <laughs> this has... Kind of nothing to do with that, but but kind of. Uh, Jared Padalecki of Supernatural fame is actually set to star in the Walker Texas Ranger reboot, which I never thought I would actually say that sentence ever. Walker Texas Ranger reboot. Yeah, and and we have not had the big outcry on the internet of people angry about this reboot, unlike many other. Yeah, recent which is reboots. funny. I've seen a lot of not like, oh, this is going to be awful. This is going to be good. It was just kind of like a, I can see it. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's Supernatural is ending on their, I don't know. 50th season or 15, something? 15th season, <laughs> crazy. something like I that. I think yeah. it is 50th. I don't know. There's <laughs> yeah. just, they really like beat that horse just <laughs> absolutely so to a pulp. Still. It's, but they it's, beat that horse. So good. It came back to life and then they used their, you know, magic or whatever and they, they killed it again. And I'm just, my, my only regret about Supernatural is that over the past three years, apparently it's really only for women at this point. <laughs> Because there are almost, there used to be this even mix of like hot guys and hot women, but now it's like just hot guys. And I'm like, okay, I I want to like finish the storyline, but where are the hot like bartenders? Where are the hot like various other people? No, it's just, <laughs> it's just the guys. Well, um, I don't know what to expect from Walker Texas Ranger, a reboot. I, I just wonder if it makes him a legend the way that uh, Texas Ranger made... Um, Chuck Norris, a yeah, legend. So instead of Chuck Norris can slam a revolving door, it's going to be <laughs> Jared. Jared Padalecki can slam a revolving door. He can count to infinity. He did count to infinity twice. Chuck Norris has many powers, but he's not immortal. <laughs> he's the, one of my. So I was listening to a Chuck Norris talk on something, some interview or some video, and someone asked him about first about you know how he feels about the Chuck Norris jokes. And he's like they're they're hilarious. I love them. And then they asked him if he has a favorite one. And it was funny. He was like, yeah, my favorite one is Chuck Norris once won a hand of poker with a nine of spades, an eight of clubs, an Uno card, a get out of jail free card for Monopoly. <laughs> Just like all this stuff. <laughs> um, I think all of us are excited for this next one. We finally have a release date for one of the most anticipated games of the last probably five years. Since Last of Us came out, people have been asking for Last of Us 2. We finally have a release date, February 21st, 2020, only on PlayStation. Thank you very much. <laughs> I told you I have to give the Xbox guys some hate every episode. It's just how I am. Oh, my I know. <laughs> but when Fable comes out, I'm going to be really sad and crying in my corner. If it ever comes out again, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yes, Last of Us 2 is coming February 21st, 2020. We are all excited. It sucks it's not coming out this year. But I knew it wasn't going to come out this year. There's too much stuff going on. And if they're not going to give us a release date at E3, then it's not going to come out this year. You can almost expect if it's not out at E3 or if you don't have a release date at E3, it's not coming out that year. That's just pretty much how it always goes. Yeah, that year's almost uh, almost over. Uh, Excited, though, to see what happens there. Ellie has some crazy stuff going on in the first one. So, And then the trailer just showed... They went all out at E3 for this trailer, at least. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. They had, like, people get up and move to a different theater. And they were showing the entire, like, opening scene. And it was just, it was nuts. Uh, and finally, uh, we don't like to talk about sad stuff. But it, it must be said. Um, we did have two legends pass in the past week. Uh, Sid Haig from the basically every Rob Zombie horror movie ever. He's the the guy with the, the clown makeup on that is terrifying to look at. I had, I had no idea who this guy was, but I recognize him. Because, yeah, his face yeah. is recognizable, yeah. definitely. He's the guy with the, the clown makeup on and a beard, yeah. very big beard. Um, he passed of lung cancer, I think, at the age of 80. 
And then um, Mike Mendel, who produced Rick and Morty and much of The Simpsons, also passed recently. So I just wanted to say at least something about them and say that they were amazing. They were good at their jobs. Amazing people. Um, I'm not a fan of pretty much any horror movie. But the ones that I have seen, the one or two movies that were horror movies I have seen, he was in it. Yeah. So it sucks, but it's it's life. I mean, he, he made it to 80, so he did give him some props. Yeah. And, well, I mean, even with, I think, um, a lung cancer or some kind of thing for a long time, he had it. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty impressive. All right. That was our light news day. So let's get into the meat. We're going to go over the history of Hyrule. Um, we are actually going to break this up, like I said, into three different episodes because the timeline is long and confusing, but the games are amazing. So I just wanted to uh, kind of like preface this that if you're listening at home, at the end of these three episodes, you're going to have a good understanding of of Zelda. You might have already heard some of it before. This is going to kind of like put it all together. Yep. And uh, you've got two very motivated people. And then you've got me who's slightly intoxicated <laughs> and old, but uh, I will still have insights. All right. So we're going to start off literally in the beginning. In the beginning, there was man. No, actually, there wasn't in this game. In the beginning, the world was created by the three goddesses, Nehru, Din, and I can never say the name right. I don't know. Ferrore. If I don't know if it's Ferrore or Ferrore. I've heard both. I'm saying Ferrore because that's what I hear more often. But Din, Nehru, and Ferrore. Din, the goddess of the power that created the land. Nehru, the goddess of wisdom that created order. And Ferore, the goddess of courage that created life. Those names are somewhat important because you will see them repeated through Zelda mythology forever. Because they're the goddesses. Uh, they created everything and everything we know from, you know, Hylian history. Uh, and then before they took off and bailed on Hylia, they uh, <laughs> created the Triforce. And that is what a lot of people you know, know about the Zelda series, the Triforce is big and powerful. Well, the Triforce is interesting because it's its own artifact, mythical thing. Uh, it is broken into three pieces, power, wisdom, and courage, which is the goddesses. You know, Din is the uh, the goddess of power. Uh, Nehru is the goddess of wisdom. Ferore, the goddess of courage. Uh, they make the pieces of the Triforce that when you touch the Triforce, you get a wish. And spoiler alert, basically anytime Link touches the Triforce, it's always, I wish things didn't happen like this and fix them, please. I wish things were not suck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so after that, the goddesses took off, but then they gave it to the goddess Hylia for safekeeping. Uh, And then that's where we begin in our games. Now, each of the three pieces are also called Triforces, right? Yeah, it's well. They're technically a piece of the Triforce. That's right. what they are referred so to. So they're as. always referred to as a piece. So it's the Triforce piece of power. So they will, if you're talking in that context, yeah, I'm they're yeah. going to say the Triforce of Courage, the Triforce Isn't of Power, weird? the Triforce of Wisdom. It is kind of strange that they don't kind of signify it as its own piece in that context. Yeah, like the Triforce of Power plus the Triforce of Courage plus the Triforce of Wisdom equals the Triforce. Right. But it's interesting that, that um, I, but I think the reason being is because each piece by itself also imbues the user with crazy magical powers. Right. But Triforce. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a grammatical uh, translation issue. It could be. I wouldn't be surprised. We've had several translation issues in Japanese to English video games like this guy are sick. Plus these things are almost always broken all into s- base, further pieces, all, right? All your base are belong to <laughs> us. <laughs> Um, so we have the Triforce and now Hylia, uh, goddess Hylia is now watching and protecting it. And then she doesn't, (laughs) they don't even really explain why, but she just kind of stops watching it. And then we get our first game. So the first game that ever came out was Legend of Zelda. That's the one that everybody knows came out in 86, I believe. Uh, but the first one in the Hyrule Historia is the Skyward Sword. And so we'd start there. Skyward Sword is a very interesting game because there was no ground. It's literally, it takes well, there place. There is ground. There but is ground. The ground is in the sky. Yeah. it's, it's it takes place on a city in the sky and it's all in the sky. And um, I mean, that's where you get Skyward Sword from. Uh, it starts off with 
just like any other Zelda game would. Ganon wants some power and Well, except it's not Ganon. It's not Ganon this it's time. That's demise. Right. Okay, so that it's it's you're right. Um we have to <laughs> That's what that's what she's here for. Yeah, we have to <laughs> confirm it. So demise um can be reincarnated and be called Ganon, but he's not. But it just gets confusing there. Ganon right. comes back a lot. So does Link, so does Zelda. But Those, so what Hylia is to Zelda is what Demise is to Ganon. Yeah. And the the Hyrule Historia explains it where like Demise is the initial power. He's the initial evil force that comes about and he seeks the power of the Triforce. And so Hylia gives up her kind of goddesshood. She can't be a goddess and use the power of the Triforce. That's right. So she gives that up in order to then have the ability to be reincarnated as someone who can, yes, Zelda, someone who can utilize the power of the Triforce in order to stop this evil power, which is demise. Yep. Um, I, I don't know why I'm bringing this up now, but I just remembered the three pieces of the Triforce, the one that, um, Zelda would get, or Hylia, if that's what you want to refer to as from now on, nobody calls her that, but it's Zelda. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zelda gets the Triforce of wisdom. And that is the bottom left piece. Yes. It's important because um, whenever you see anybody who has that piece of the Triforce, it usually lights up on their hand or their wrist. um, And it usually lights up that piece that they're supposed to be holding. Uh, Ganon Demise, Ganondorf, whatever reincarnation, always has the Triforce of Power, which is the top piece. And Link in all reincarnations, I don't think there's ever been a reincarnation that's not Link of some sort, is always the uh, Triforce of Courage, which is the bottom right piece. That was one of the big things that I knew, and that was probably <laughs> the extent of my knowledge <laughs> right there. Um, but Skyward Sword, uh, what do you think? Fun game? I love Skyward Sword. So when Skyward Sword came out, I had that game on pre-order for however long. I'd been waiting and ye- just waiting years and years and years. And I was still in college at this point. So the game came out and I had to go to school. So it took me about a week to yeah. finish the whole game. Because I had to stop playing and go to school and do homework. The horse. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering when it did come out, Skyward Sword was out on the Wii in 2009. That's when it first came out. So that's what we're, we're trying to explain here. The actual first game to ever come out, Legend of Zelda, was 1986 on the Nintendo. But in the history of it and where everything starts, happened on the Wii in <laughs> 2009. Right. Massive prequel. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. A little Insane... Bit. Like far, far reach prequel. Yeah. Um, through the extent and the expanse of um, Skyward Sword, which is the first one in the series, to what I believe, I think it was a link to the, or not a link, I'm sorry, Legend of Zelda or Legend of Zelda 2, one of the two, or the last in the line. Mm-hmm. Through that entire extent, it's just years or several centuries of. Right humans because like there's a game that has a hundred year span before anything even happened and there's another one that had several centuries worth that nothing happened so skyward sword happened and so who who's the uh how does it end it's just this skyward to sword yeah so skyward sword ends with zelda re-accepting the power of hylia accepting her role as the goddess hylia okay and aiding link to defeat Demise. And they do. They defeat Demise at the end. Okay. But in, in defeating him, you don't ever actually kill him. You just seal his power away. Okay. I believe in this one being the first one, um, at the the downfall of Demise, before he actually goes away, he curses himself, Zelda, and Link to forever be in a curse of reincarnation to always have this battle that they're having now. Right. Okay. Um, from Skyward Sword, which was an amazing game. Um, really loved it. There was some really good puzzles in there that kind of stumped me for a while. Oh, uh, same. But <laughs> I, I got so mad at myself um, a couple of times. There were some where I like was doing something and I'd have to stop the game, leave it on pause and go do something else to come back later because I'd get so mad that I couldn't figure out this whatever thing. And it always ended up being something really it's, dumb. Okay, so if you guys have never played Zelda, the solution to the puzzle is always really stupid and right in front of you the entire time if you think outside the box for half a second. And that is my biggest problem. I always try and think in these games too literally, and it's just, I can't do it. Uh, there is a puzzle that we will bring up. I believe it was in the Phantom Hourglass when we get there. 
Um, up next is the Minish Cap. Uh, have you played Minish Cap? I have not. I don't think I have either. I do remember bits and pieces of it, so it makes me feel like I have played it. But Minish Cap is a game uh, where it's literally about a hat. So Is it the hat? It's the Minish Cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Um, the Minish Cap does some crazy stuff and Link needs to make it not do crazy stuff because that's what Link does. Um, well, but the game is also about the sword. Yeah. I mean, it's almost always about the sword. It has to right. be the, the bane of evil. But so this sword is not the master sword, the one that everybody always thinks of. Um, the Minish Cap is based around the four sword. Yes. Which is used later on in the four swords, the four swords. and other games. Um, um Minish- so it's not the same as the main sword that's used in mm-hmm. most of the other Legend of Zelda games. Minish Cap. There's actually a couple swords that are like that. And we'll, we'll get into them. We're going to talk about we're actually swords in general. We're just going to talk about them. Um, but Minish Cap came out in 2004 in Japan and 2005 in Europe on the Game Boy Advance. Um, that's likely why I didn't play most of it because I, I didn't have a Game Boy Advance ever. I borrowed somebody's and it was like whatever I can get in for that one or two hours before I had to give it back. So I kind of remember uh, Minish Cap a little bit, but it's an interesting game. It's not horrible. It's definitely worth playing. We will tell you which one the horrible one is. We're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Up next of that is, well, like you said, Four Sword. Um, This is an interesting one, Rich. I don't know if you know anything about this one, but there is a magical sword that when you pick it up, well, at least in Hylian Legend, when you pick it up, you become four people. And apparently that's the only way to defeat evil is by right. becoming four people. <laughs> Not three, because that would make sense. You know, Triforce heroes and stuff like that, but four. But the four swords revolves around the elements. Yeah. So they utilize the power of the elements as opposed to the power of this almighty Triforce. Are these Western elements? Um, I think so. I think they were. Earth, fire. Air and water. Air and water. Yeah, okay. I believe. Yeah. Which is weird because we'll get into them some more later, but there's... Uh, Nehru's well actually no I was trying to think Nehru, Furore, and Din all have uh, some magical aspect later on in some other games Mm -hmm. and they usually do something with the elements but I just remembered that they're not all called by their elements like Nehru's magic spell is Nehru's love which is not an element Mm -hmm. but Furore's is Furore's wind so and Din's is Din's fire so there is some elemental kind of connection in some of these games uh, four sword was amazing. So, so what is the, um, what is the motivation behind needing four different heroes wielding these swords? One needs to it's be able the same to hero t- four times, right? He, it's the same hero yes. four times, but one needs to be able to Im- imbue and body the the element that they're chosen for. Okay. So I believe when you split, you come up with all four color tunics, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, four swords and the link to the past re-release which was one of the few, well, one of the several re-releases that we have, came out, uh, came out on Game Boy Advance in 2002. And um, I put this, like, if we have, I think, 20-something games, there's there's a several. A lot. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of games. This is up there on the list of probably top five, top ten to play. Uh, four Sword was super fun. Being four people at once was an interesting thing. How did you switch control of them? You didn't. Well, I mean, you could. You uh, There was a button you'd switch, but you really just... Okay, yeah. You you can switch control and leave one on a switch and then okay. walk off and do something. But unless you did that, you would always play as all four. And when you would hit your button to swing, all four would swing. Okay. And then you can hit a button to get into a formation. Like one of the formations is each one pointing the cardinal directions. And you would just walk like that. So it was funny to walk. Just it's to a hit. weird dynamic in so the you had game. To avoid any of them getting, from getting hit. Yes, but then all four of them could hit other things as well. Okay. So your one on the far right and the one on the far left, because they all swing at the same time, yeah. could hit something across both sides of the screen. Sure. But yes, it, it does it take a little bit to get used to because if any one of them gets hit, you start losing life. Okay. And I, I believe if I remember correctly, it's been several years since I played it. Um, if any one of them died, you, you just lost because you'd always need all four to, mm-hmm. to win. So how did that one end? Um... We had it here. It just completely... I believe Four Sword had Vati come out. Yes. Um, And then Vati was the evil... One of the evil mages. 
that was trying to do his nonsense that all evil mages do. And that one ended by Vati getting imprisoned back in the four sword and then putting back in the seal. Nothing ever dies in this Zelda series practically sure. ever. Um, there is one timeline at one point where Ganon dies once. And that's it. Um, every other time, it's always whatever this force of evil is in the game, it always gets sealed away and never actually destroyed. Right. All right. So at this point, Skyward Sword is not Ganon. No. Uh, Minish Cap, who's the villain? Um, I had it on the top of my head. Do we have it there? It is Vati. It is Vati. Yeah. yeah. It starts with Vati in Minish Cap and then Four Swords is Vati again. Yep. And I think later on, Vati, uh, comes Vati back brings out. back Ganon as well. Yes. So so Vati is not the same force as Ganon. Right. No. Um, Vati is actually, he's connected to um, something. Oh, I just forgot all of a sudden. Like I had all this in my head and like I was prepared and ready to go. He was one of the ones that turned towards evil. As opposed to everybody else. I don't think he was one of the sages. I think he was one of the mages or... He was one of the races of stuff that never is usually evil. And he's the one that is evil. I cannot remember. I played the beta of Four Swords. (laughs) So... Um, But Vati does... They almost always come back to reincarnate uh, Ganon. Or that's their goal. And their end goal is to bring back Ganon. And... Actually, I think one of the games, Ganon's end goal is to reincarnate Demise to bring him back. I'm not sure. Uh, Which one are you thinking? I'm not Twilight Princess. Um, Because he was still trapped in the statue, right? Isn't he like trapped in the tome or something? He is trapped um, because when Demise goes down in Skyward Sword, doesn't he get sealed away? He does. And I. But so consider, right, that. All the games with Ganon, Skyward Sword didn't exist. So there wasn't a demise for them to talk about. Sorry, I keep turning away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Ganon never goes out of his way to bring back demise because Ganon is the power that demise left behind. Yeah, That that would make sense. Okay, so we have the creation. We have Skyward Sword. Um, is the first game in in this in this whole series of stuff that happens. And then after that, there's some events that happen that are named, uh, but they're not actually like technically in the games. Like the ancient battle and the reincarnation of the goddess Hylia does happen in Skyward Sword, but the return to the surface you don't actually see. I don't think you do see at the very end. Okay, you do. Yeah, when you defeat demise, the island actually floats oh, that's back right. down okay, yeah. to Earth, and that's where they create. Um, the new kingdom, Hyrule. Yep. Um, and then you have the sacred realm is sealed to put demise away. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you would establish Hyrule kingdom. And then we get to the Minish Cap, which is the rise of evil Vati. Uh, and then we are currently at four swords right now, which is the resurrection of Vati because uh, Minish Cap Vati gets killed or sealed away. And then four sword brings him back. Excuse me. And then we have the Hyrulean civil war. So that's where we're at right now. Um, Hyrulean Civil War starts because people finally realize the Triforce does things and then people want it. Right. (laughs) Which is basically how anything with power works. Um, The Hyrulean Civil War goes on for several years. I think it was hundreds of years. I think think. it's pretty long. It's in the book here. Let me check. Um, It is very long. And then at the in the culmination of the civil war is when ocarina of time starts so we are currently at the ocarina of time it just says that uh conflict among the different races (laughs) continues ceaselessly across the land yes so it's supposed to be a long time yeah it's quite a long time is is this really where the at what point are the races introduced is it um there's sprinkling of introductions in every one of the games okay um where you really start to get to know them and get to see them is in ocarina of time right um which is weird because again ocarina of time so ocarina of time came out in 1998 and then nintendo 64 but this was not you know the last or first game in the series there's other games that have happened that don't follow this timeline because of the way that they were released. And in those games, you already know about some of the races. So it gets a little confusing on how you understand how the races work. 
because of the order of release of the video games sure. themselves. Um, like, you know, the Gorons exist. Um, you know, the sages exist because the sages always exist. Impa is, I think Impa has been the there sages? since Skyward Impa's Sword. in like everything. Yeah, Impa's in the Skyward Sword from then on. Are the sages a race? So the sages are different races. The Being a sage is not a specific race so okay. much as you're imbued with a specific power yeah. in order to aid in keeping the Triforce safe from evil. Okay. But I, from what I understand, I mean, they don't necessarily say it, but what you see is there's only one of that race for a sage. Right. Like So the, sure. the Zoras have a sage. And, and how many races are there? I think there's seven. I would assume there's seven because there's seven sages. Um, okay. And Hylian is actually a race because Link and Zelda are both Hylian. Right. That's the elves. Yes. Yes. They're the ones with the pointy ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So after, uh, oh God, I just lost my spot. So after the Hyrulean Civil War and the destruction or sealing of Vati yet again in the Four Sword Adventure. So he's not dead. No. No. Like I said, they and never he comes back later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Legend of Four Swords or Legend of Zelda Four Swords is where the resurrection, the resurrection and the fall of Vati happens again. Like Vati was already taken care of once before. He sealed away again. The Hylian, uh, Hyrulean Civil War starts. And then you get to Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which is many people's arguably the best one. A uh, lot of people argue that it's one of the best games ever made. Yes. Ever. Just out of all video games. Now, it can't beat Chrono Trigger in my spot for number one. But it is up there for one of the best games of all time. And the funniest thing for me in this one is the importance of all of these artifacts we've talked about so far. The Triforce, the Master Sword, and all that stuff. They are also just as important in this game. But if you play the game through and through and do everything and unlock everything, you never actually kill or defeat Ganon in this game with the master sword. You do it with a big sword. Right. Which is, well, that's not entirely true <laughs> either though, because you have to deliver the finishing blow with the master sword. Okay, that's, you have yeah. to. Yeah, that's fair. So you lose your master sword for a part of the fight with Ganon in his beast form. Yep. So you have to have some other way to battle him at that point. So most people will get the bigger on sword, but you don't have to get that sword. You can get to the end of the game and do that fight and you won't even have that weapon. So it's not a requirement to have that. And the final blow is still delivered by the master yep. sword. And so much so that speedrunners, it's a thing now for this game specifically, because as good as the game is, N64 was never perfect with bugs and glitches. Yeah. And um, I think like one of the current records for the speed run for Ocarina of Time was 28 minutes. Minutes. It, yeah. This is a game that took me several weeks to beat. And people have exploited it down to the 28 minute mark. They'll, yeah. they'll do one, one boss or they'll get one item. They will glitch through the map in the world and end up landing on top of Ganon's tower. I actually think it may be less than that 28 minutes yeah. at this point, because if you can get into the first boss, Goma, there's a glitch you can utilize to go from Goma straight to the end <laughs> and that final fight. Which is great. It's just insane. Like it's astronomical awesome. amounts of glitches. <laughs> it's funny you say that. <laughs> Um, I just shared a meme today that was great that falls in line perfectly with that. And it was like um, there was a game company that or someone said that all game companies should put their bugs and glitches and as a blooper reel at the end of the game. Yeah. And someone was like, Bethesda, I let you play them. <laughs> 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 I was like, that's rude, but it's it's so true. Um, so here's where we get to the Ocarina of Time. This one I know a little bit more about um, because I played it. I mean, I've played most of these games once, but I've played Ocarina of Times uh, probably 10 times. Right. Um, the Ocarina of Time is the key artifact in this one, minus obviously the Triforce. Uh, the Ocarina the of Time. This is, the, this is the crazy dance, right? What? No. No? No. <laughs> You're probably thinking of the dance in Majora's Mask, I would imagine. I think so, probably. That is definitely not part of this game at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ocarina of Time is very sad, so there's no dancing. All right. <laughs> No, there's some, there's not all sad. Um, there's some, there's a lot to this game um, that I wanted to point out. Um, one is the fucking water temple. 
Uh, usually the water temple in any Zelda game is atrocious and it's just annoying. But this game specifically, this water temple was horrible. And I'm not saying as it's, you know, unfun and it's just, it. the puzzle is so complex though. It's not as simple as, you know, find key, do this. Oh, key is hidden here. It's, you have to raise the water level and then you have to lower the water level twice but raise it once to go in this door but then lower it two more times to go in but the, that, you're all over the place that's kind of become a zelda trope though at it this is. point yeah. yes yeah. Um, i think ocarina of time was where the water temple trip came from like yeah. that was the first one that the water temple was like holy shit i got it this is just nuts mm-hmm. um i think this might have been one of the first ones too uh no it's not because i'm thinking of order of release i apologize um this one does have the the cuckoo, I wouldn't say glitch, Easter egg, where if you swing your sword and hit the chicken multiple times, yes. they get a little pissed off at you and they attack you. Uh, I think Zelda Link to the Past. That one uh, had it too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, not, like I said, I'm not saying it's the first one, but this one does have it as well. Yeah. Um, I do think this one was one of the first ones to utilize the cuckoo, though, as a means to get a piece of the heart. Because you have to pick up a cuckoo, which would let you float longer, and you would jump off of a ledge and float. Because you know a chicken can definitely carry a grown man. <laughs> well, it depends on if you're grown or not. Right. Uh, Actually, I think you have to be a child to use the cuckoos to yeah. float. Now that I'm thinking about it, but it's still hilarious because you're thinking a, a child of what seven years old or something. I think eight. he's nine. I always forget, but you know he's he's going to be a sizable child. Yeah. Is just picking up one chicken. And using that chicken to float across large gaps. That's totally crazy. He should grab at least two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if adult, uh, adult Link wants to float, he picks up one in each hand and one in each foot. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, it's the same idea as, like, you know, when you're a kid, you think, oh, I can float with an umbrella. Or a balloon. Yeah, yeah, it's the same idea as that. But it actually utilizes that in here to get a piece of the heart. Um this is not the first game to have pieces of heart in it. I think all of them do. Uh, Legend of Zelda, the first game, had hearts you can get after yeah. defeating a boss. I don't believe it had pieces of heart, though. Mm, and it had half hearts. No, I mean, so if you picked up uh, like an item on the map as oh. a piece of a heart to, get, to no, increase I, your health I capacity. I think Zelda Link to the Past was the first game. I that, think that was one of the first ones that yeah. had it. Um, and that was, a, that was a big deal for a completionist like myself. Yeah, uh, you. I, I gotta find all of them. I gotta. I get it all. I am currently playing uh, a link to. Oh, I'm sorry, a link between worlds, mm-hmm. and I have 27 of 28 heart pieces, and I can't find the last one. It's driving me crazy. And I just did it a week before. <laughs> and then um, each item that you have in that can also be upgraded, and like I gotta go through and do all these things to upgrade it. So like my perfectionist itch is it's just there. Um, Ocarina of Time was one of the was the first one to introduce one of uh, Link's most helpful companions, uh, Epona, makes. Is it his or her? The horse. Yeah, I think she. Yeah, it's a girl. Epona yeah. makes her first appearance here, and then continues to do so in several games after this. Um, but I wanted to point that one out too because if it's not uh, the the song of time that gets stuck in your head in this game, it's Epona's song that will get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just all day long. Because like, oh, I gotta you know walk five minutes over there. I I need my horse, and so you use the opponent's song to call your horse. Um, I guess we should explain that. So the ocarina of time, um, you get the ocarina from Zelda as she tosses it to you from being captured by Ganon. No. So, yeah. No. No. She is on a horse yeah. with Impa leaving the castle, being chased by Ganon. She's okay. not captured by Ganon. She's being chased. She does get captured, so that's why it's like she, she gets eventually captured does. as an adult. Okay, that's fair. Um, she does toss Link the ocarina, which is the key to this game, which you will use for several things. Um, the ocarina can open the door of time. As it, see, that's what I've always been confused about. Can Link open the door of time himself, or did he need the ocarina to do so to begin with? So you have to have the ocarina of time to open that door in the temple of time. So once you get the ocarina of time, you can open the door of time. There's a lot of times in this one. Uh, You can get open the door of time to play the song of time 
to go uh well i guess back the first or time, forward back, in time. backwards or forward uh when you get it though you are young first you are young so you, you start as a child and you don't actually need the song to travel through time you need the sword yes uh, which is interesting because it's opening of time, not sort of time, but it is the sword that causes you to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go to the door of time for the first time uh, and you uh, unsheath the master sword from its rock, you then fall asleep for seven years. And that's how you become adult Link. Um, I guess uh, the goddesses decided that uh, young Link was not strong enough at his at his time of nine years old to take down Ganon. And so they had to put him in a slumber for him to age um but that's key though because while he's asleep the civil war continues and ganon's winning uh ganon basically wins like i mean he only needs a few things left you know the triforce pieces uh he's taken over most of the kingdom and he's captured zelda and so when you come to i believe is it impa that first meets you i'm trying to remember it's 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 a sheikah just sheik sheik what sheik of the sheikah because the sheikah is the race. I, th- I think something that's worth pointing out in Ocarina of Time is that I they really emphasize that Link keeps doing things and Ganon keeps saying, well, I knew you would do that. So I was waiting for you to do it. So yeah. then I could take advantage of what you did to then get the various pieces. Yep. And, and yeah. uh, actually that does happen when uh, he gets the final... Uh, piece of the Triforce uh, again it's right there he's like I knew you would do that and he just and that's when he takes it and tries to put it together like Ganon always does and always fails well so he doesn't ever get the the piece the courage piece you know he never gets it when Zelda reveals herself um, from Sheik, because Sheik is Zelda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're not familiar with the game at this point, like there's going to be spoilers all over. <laughs> so when she finally reveals that she is actually Zelda, Ganon basically, like the words pop up and they're like, I knew you would show yourself eventually if I just followed this kid around. <laughs> and he captures her and takes her. And he's like, well, if you want her back, you're going to have to come to me. Yeah, And so that's where you lead to the final fight because he's trying to get you to come basically defeat you, which will give him your piece, the courage piece. And then he has Zelda's piece because he's already captured her yeah. so that he can complete the Triforce and essentially take over the world. Now, the Triforce is picky. It is. Because sometimes uh, whoever defeats who gets the piece of the Triforce or sometimes when you're all in the same room together, it just decides that it'll form now. Uh, it just depends on which game you're playing, I guess. Because in one of the games, um, just having uh, a Zelda, Link, and Ganon all in the same area, all the pieces come out and form the Triforce. That happens in Wind Waker. Yes. Um, it just decides, okay, now's yeah. a good time. But for plot armor, of course. We'll get we'll get to that, though. Um, Ocarina of Time is top three for me uh, of best Zelda games. Um, it's just, it's so good. Mm-hmm. There's there's so much that happened with this game on, on the 64. It's arguably, in my opinion, what what uh, pushed 64 to do so well. Super Mario, um, Super Mario 64 and Zelda were the two games that were like the ones that did it for me. And most of the people I've talked to for N64 pushing it to where it got. I, I feel like uh, and Goldeneye, I guess, and Goldeneye exactly. Yeah. If you didn't mention Goldeneye, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like I don't know why, but people love Goldeneye. So okay. Um, the the interesting thing was the sixty four controller that did take some practice to get used to the spewing of buttons and where they put them on that controller. What what I think is interesting about Zelda is it started. Uh, you know, Zelda is not or Nintendo is not Square, right? They no. don't write these big giant convoluted stories that you, that are actually real yeah. as opposed to like, here's a game and then let's release massive amounts of books and, and stories yeah. and like to connect them in to some connect, way. Yeah. Right. Um, no, um, most of the stuff you don't actually get to see, but I think Ocarina of time really, really tells a, a good story. And I think that that's, um, there's so much there and so much they added to Ganon and things that I think is just makes it more than just the big pig monster thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is the one of the games. It seems like Link always doesn't know who he is. 
as as in he as, doesn't know that he is the hero yeah yeah he uh, basically never does yeah and in this one specifically he didn't know who he was at all because in this one it starts off with him being an orphan right and he's raised by <laughs> he's raised by a tree yeah. Well, he's raised by <laughs> he's raised the by the great the great De- De- Deku tree who is basically leading the Kokiri, uh, and the Kokiri raise him, and so he thinks he's just a Kokiri, and he will get a fairy eventually, which was very important. I mentioned because of any infamous character from the Zelda series, Navi is definitely one of the most memorable uh, because she makes it known that you must remember her. By saying, hey, listen, a hundred times. <laughs> uh, I still like Navi because... Well, I mean, she's actually in our intro. Yeah, is she? Oh, yeah, she is. Uh, I forgot. In our dork... Yeah, in our yeah, people at home, we don't actually hear our intro All the time, often. yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's actually in our intro. Um, <laughs> the, hey, hey, listen. Uh, it depends on how much of a Zelda fan you are. Sometimes that, that, sign, that sound will drive you up the wall and, and sound like nails on a chalkboard. But sometimes if you're like me or Kayla, it's like, oh, this is memories. Like every time I hear, hey, listen, I'm like, who do I got it? Because it always seems like she said, hey, listen, when there's a treasure or no, it's actually, hey, listen, when there's a treasure, it seems like almost all the time. And hey, when you're about to get hit by something. Yeah. <laughs> so to get out that, get the hell out of the way. With uh, not always the best timing. Um, <laughs> yeah. You get I hit think, by the arrow and she's like, hey. I think the me. biggest thing is it depends on if you are playing the game or if you're talking about the game. Yeah, it does. I can talk about the game all day long. And of course, absolutely. Navi is a character that I'm like, yes, I love. Love you. Yes. And when I'm playing the game, I want to murder her. <laughs> About every five seconds, because that's how often she says, hey, look out, whatever she's saying at the current moment. And it drives you insane because you're running somewhere and she has to make a noise to let you know what you're doing. But then I was I was actually playing Ocarina of Time not that long ago for my stream. And I realized in playing through it, because I know where I'm going so often, that she doesn't really talk to you that much at all. And most often, if you don't know what you're doing, if you maybe don't remember where you're at, it takes a bit to figure it out. The game doesn't line it up for you. They're not like, they don't give you quest markers. There's no like, go here kind of a thing. There's subtle hints at what you have to do. But there's no like, you know, World of Warcraft quest marker, go here, do this. It's like, I think I need a sword. Yep. Okay, what do I get a and sword And so, from? yeah, so very occasionally she says, hey, and you're like, all right, well, I'm going to listen to what you say. And it's some very vague thing about go to this spot over here. And sometimes she'll keep saying that same thing, even if you've already been to that place <laughs> and you know you have to get another item from somewhere else in order to progress in that place that she wants you to go. So it's it's kind of crazy. They They had this whole game put together and they line up almost none of it for you. They're like, well, you're going to figure it out. Here's this big 3D open world game and you need to talk to like every single person in this game to progress. Yes. When they drop you in the game, when you first start being able to move and do stuff, it's like you stick to move, use this to uh, roll. I don't even think you have an attack yet. No, it's like use you this don't to start roll. with a weapon. Mm-hmm. And then that's all they tell you. They don't tell you go here, go do this. It's just like, this is how you move. This is how you roll. Go figure it out. And those games to me were always fun because once you've played through it once, then you can get to the game quickly because yeah. you know what you're doing. But then you also have the pleasure of exploring literally the entire map because you got to figure out where you got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a one minor problem with this one. Um, in every Zelda iteration, uh, you can have a fairy of some sort heal you or keep it in a bottle to bring you back to life or do whatever. It's always has some kind of healing thing. Navi doesn't do shit for you except for point out where you have to go. If you die, she just stares at you. Like, why did you die? Every other fairy you keep with you will heal you. And so this is why Navi pisses me off in this game because while she's not useless, she is. Well, I mean, you could say the same for Majora's Mask then. Yeah. Because you're followed around by, I believe, Tattle. I always forget which yeah. one is, but I think it's Tattle that follows you. And she's also rude. <laughs> so there's that. You're just, you're followed around by this fairy that hates your guts and is like, just give me back to my brother. Like, 
you're useless. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Listen, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I got a master sword I gotta go get. Okay. That's why Link runs around putting them in bottles. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to shut them up. Um, but so the reason we spent so long on, on Ocarina specifically is Ocarina is the point. This is the point where Nintendo decided the timeline is going to split. Um, we're going to talk about a few more things here before we end this episode. But, but, but this was the this is the end of this portion of yes. the timeline. This is the end of this portion. Uh, what happens? So this is what's weird. It's not what you choose happens happens. It's an exploration of what would happen if this happened. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because from this point, if you fail fighting Ganon um, in the game, you die. You just die. But what they're saying is... But don't you just load from a save? And yeah, you going? load from a save. You That's do. what I'm saying. But the game or the timeline presumes that there are these three paths that must be available to happen. It's almost like Schrodinger's cat, right? Or Doctor Where, Who even. Like, this right. has to happen. Where there's there's a box with something in it and there are these options that, that could be mm-hmm. at any point in time when you look in this box, this could be the, the new outcome. Okay. So there are three outcomes, basically, that come off of Ocarina of Time. Okay. So we have the three outcomes as um, if the hero were to be defeated when he's fighting Ganon at the, uh, at the end battle of Ocarina of Time. And then we have if the hero were to be successful and decided he wanted to live out his childhood well, he doesn't really decide, but Zelda kind of decides Zelda that one. For him. <laughs> um, or if he just, well, it's not even if he decides to live as an adult. It's it's if. So the adult timeline is actually what happens. It presumes that you've won, and now you're you've gone back yeah. to be a child, and now Link is gone. Yep. So but, there is no more Link in that current state of time because okay. he's gone back and he's now a child, but this branch of timeline, he just disappears. So, so this, it's, it's linear, yeah, right? Okay, There's yeah. no, like he doesn't stay an adult in this timeline and become a kid in this one. It's he's an adult. He fights Ganon. And if you win, he becomes a kid. But there's still this, the rest of this timeline. It's almost like in the Avengers when Doctor, or yeah, Doctor Strange is talking so, to, um, what's her face? And she's like, okay, well, if you do this, this creates a new timeline over here for us. So it. So Link doesn't grow up. Right. To catch up with that timeline. Right. No. Okay. That, so the that end of. That timeline becomes its own timeline. The, yeah. The end of Ocarina of Time is saying when the hero wins, Zelda decides Zelda, that Link missed out in his childhood. I'm going yeah. to send him back. So that is its own timeline. But now Zelda has to deal with the consequences of sending Link back to his timeline by having no hero in her timeline now because she's gone. Yeah. And in this one, I believe the seven sages on the next game don't even awake. They're just. I asleep. think so. Yeah, because that's Wind Waker at that point, yeah. and um, I think Rauru is the only one yeah. who like wakes up. <laughs> The rest are just, you know, chilling, doing whatever. Right. Um, but it's at this point where the game splits. And like I said, it, what's weird is you don't you don't get the option. It's just Nintendo saying, hey, if this were to happen, this yeah. is where we go from here. So it is literally what is going to become uh, Marvel's What If series that's coming soon on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally exploring what if this happened or what if this happened. Okay. And that's that's Ocarina of Time. Is there any other things um, you can think about? Oh, there is one more. The one important thing: Ocarina of Time was the first uh, Zelda game to incorporate. They call it Z targeting, but it's just a lock-on mechanic. Um, every game after this that had uh, this kind of three D movement and stuff then um, used that lock-on mechanic. I think the I think that's hugely important with uh, with three D adventure games like that oh yeah yeah when you can see so much of the game you you get lost in what you're doing sometimes you're like oh shit where's the bad guy hat i just flipped around and even like in breath of the wild and stuff now too you can roll and you can you know you can do other actions while you're swinging your sword so you just get lost if you didn't have a lock-on mechanic or if you're just some savant who's really good at knowing where everything is and you can point there then yeah i guess you don't need to lock on but yeah it's just there's something about a controller that Put I don't know makes it really confusing sometimes, yeah. 
I, I think that uh, as we advance towards VR I, um, and it becomes more fluid for us, I don't think we'll choose these weird components because I just think it's a little bit odd. Um, this also, I forgot to mention, because where we are in the, the history of the timeline is technically the first time you see the Dark World. Because this is where yes. the Dark World begins. Um, that's where we will get into the next branches of the timelines. And I think for right now, that's this week's episode. All right. So continue listening. Uh, next week, we're going to have, you know, uh, next week, we're going to do what happens if the hero was defeated um, by Ganon at the end of Ocarina of Time. And that spawns a lot of games. So there's going to be several games to talk about in this one. And then the one after that is what happens if the you know you win as the hero in both Zelda's or Zelda's perspective and Link's perspective, which is child Link and adult Link. So we will be back. Yeah. Next um, week. And definitely check out the show notes. We've put a lot of information in there. So I did uh, homework. Yeah. It was, it's in there. It was fun. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Everybody. Bye. Bye.